At some point, we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. Yeah. Uh-huh.
All right, everybody, welcome to Down Ballot, the flagship podcast of Echoplex Media for 2024, at least until the next day when Down Ballot or when uh, Intellectual Dollar Tree comes out. Uh, you can, uh, we do the show live every Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. right here on uh, Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. I am um, in some kind of way and out of sorts because I had to rush home from something and like rush into the house and get ready for the show. So I am uh, not in the headspace to podcast quite yet. We'll see how it goes. Anyway, I'm producer Dave, and you can find me on Grinder, as many have, uh, including me once. It was very interesting and, and kind of awkward. Um, I was just looking for a producer for my show. Uh, anyway, this is the councilman, as always, uh, here with producer Dave. Uh, you can find me on X, aka Twitter, aka Elon Musk's Fantasyland at the underscore councilman. I'm staying there because I'm not going to leave. I'm not going to let him shoo me away. I'm not going to let, let that let all that just detract me from all the great things that Twitter still has to offer. Uh, and if you really want to find me, though, physically, I, I'm going to be up in that gender neutral aisle at Target uh, in the toy section looking for for goodies for uh, the bad baby. So um, keep an eye out for me there as well. And I go to the self checkout, even though, you know, it's perfectly cool to go to the regular register. But uh, Target just makes it too easy. You know, they almost force you into the self checkout now. So. Don't, don't, you know, don't feel guilty about going to the self-checkout people. That's all I'm saying. I saw a meme that was like grocery bill. And then it was like with self-checkout, I could get that down to, you know, $55 or something. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yes. Because the checkout person has so much control over what you're purchasing. Um, Well, I think that there's a different implication there. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Oh, true. That's right. So I'm actually paying attention to what I'm doing. We've uh, been off here uh, for two weeks, which is amazing. We have, we have, and um, the good news is, I suppose, that there weren't, you know, there wasn't like a, a great deluge of uh, local derp and political and you know public policy and just other kinds of news. But the good news is that we were able to focus on, um, uh, you know, certain stories and really bring to light some stories that you wouldn't normally see or hear on down ballots. So this is a little treat to begin the year for you all. Um, we're going to get into some some holiday banter and some uh, catching up on some stories as well, too, that we've been following. I like this one. Um, you're like, uh, there's a bomb on the beach. So let's see. What, <laughs> let's see what happened here. Meanwhile, in Santa Cruz County, the bomb squad had to be called in because of this. Deputies say an old bomb washed up days after heavy surf pounded the coastline. It was covered with debris, but recognizable for its distinctive missile shape. It turned up at Pajaro Dunes on New Year's Eve. Once deemed safe, a team from nearby Travis Air Force Base came to take it away. Well, that was a nothing. I was hoping it exploded like that whale. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunately that's all that any of the news stations had was about a 30 second little hit on it with the same images because i guess they all got the same images probably from uh the bomb squad um but yeah very very interesting always fun if you're going swimming right you know a little seaweed that, that certainly happened to some people i'm sure anyone who's waded into the ocean has been trapped in a little bit of seaweed um you see little you know little clams and other shellfish little pippies coming up for wee wees um but uh but uh you know uh you don't often see a bomb just washing up on shore uh, so somebody in did- chat is like hunchback hunchback bomb everybody hunchback bomb <laughs> henry or no humphrey humphrey the hunchback bomb well they um, were referencing the hamburglar dan clip of the hunchback whale i think 
Oh, no snap. That's right. I'm sorry. I was going, <laughs> I was digging deep into Bay Area lore with Humphrey the Humpback who swam up the Delta that one year. Um, I, uh, we were all children. I do like, you know, some people might be like, oh, what do they call the bomb squad? Uh, to be perfectly honest, one thing Americans actually build really well is uh, ordnance. Bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so that shit lasts. Yeah, yeah. That shit lasts. So uh, um, there's a reason why there's a nonprofit, like a worldwide nonprofit devoted to cleaning up minefields. Right, because that that shit's a real thing, right? Like uh, we've spent so much time blowing each other up you know, over the course of the world wars and other wars that we've got these like just fields of mines that are still active and out there um, uh, that were once uh, supposed to be you know keeping folks out. Now it's just blowing random people up, like farmers and and travelers and whatnot. So uh, yeah, uh, watch out for for bombs washing up on shore in Santa Cruz. I don't know what they have in Pacifica, but you know. They usually get the whales. That's got to be a, like a once every 50 or 100 years thing on any part of the California coast, though, because the surf's got to be pretty fucking strong to pick that up, because that is not a uh, non-heavy item. One would think so, right? Some some confluence of events and currents and, and whatnot and weight factors and all that. You're right. You're right. That is very, very different. Um, it could be something that was... I'm guessing it was just on an ordinance that was on a ship that sank not too far offshore, maybe, or it fell out, fell to not too far offshore and, uh, you know, just got lodged somewhere and then got dislodged suddenly, uh, 50, 60 years later. They did, yeah, they, they haven't gotten into like where it came from or what era or, you know, where it might have originated. So we'll follow up on that. But that's leading off. I don't know if we're going to, I don't know if we're going to hear more about the bomb, honestly. I can I can find out, but yeah, maybe not from the news. But maybe we, maybe we can find out from our our sources. We have sources on the other side of the hill. <laughs> Joe, right. Joe, the bouncer at the Catalyst, you know, we'll ask him. <laughs> the bouncer at the Catalyst is like, oh, I had to kick that bomb out. Actually, exactly. He tried to get in here, and that's what happened. He kicked him out. Got drunk, fell off the pier. Sixty years later, washed up on shore. So we're going to go on to winners and losers as the uh, the segment during which there are no uh, winners. And if anybody did win, it wasn't who you were uh, rooting for. And uh, <clears throat> uh, it seems like uh, COVID is uh, starting to win again. It's totally here and still here and going to be here. And people aren't taking it seriously. And lo and behold, it comes back every time folks don't take it seriously. But we're going to find out more about what's happening COVID here. vaccine statistics are out for the South Bay, and they're not good. In fact, Santa Clara County officials say fewer vaccinations are leading to a rise in both holiday COVID cases and hospitalizations. NBC Bay Scott Budman spoke to officials and doctors about the numbers and the consequences. Yeah, we also spoke to people, Garvin, and they're just not getting the latest booster shot. In fact, the numbers, as you said, are down. And doctors say that's especially dangerous as we head into the holidays and into the peak of winter. Yeah. So if you hit the street, well, that was weird. Did you see that? Yeah. yeah, it's an awkward pause in that but, but as we it's, head into the holidays and it wasn't editing it was of winter now so it was like he thought he was going to say something and then yeah. like oh there's no producer isn't barking in my ear i guess we're just rolling the tape oopsie there's ah. nothing on the teleprompter we never make mistakes when we're broadcasting so no never if you hit the street in the south bay and ask if people got the latest covid booster i have not yeah, right? i meant to yeah. as soon as it came out you'll get mixed results. Last time I got a booster was the second shot in 2021. 
But Santa Clara County says overall, less than one out of every five of us recently rolled up our sleeves. Overall, 19%. And what we're particularly concerned about is that certain ethnic groups, our Latinx and our African-African ancestry, are even lower at 9 and 11% respectively. Doctors say that means more risk. Cases are not just high, Scott. They're increasing. And more crowded hospitals as we head into the winter holidays. And if we fill up our ICUs, we can't take care of other illnesses that people come in to the hospital with. And that's really going to strain not only bed capacity, but healthcare worker capacity. So, Scott, does the county know why the vaccination numbers are down right now? I mean, they're saying that it's been a while. People seem to be over it, Garvin, but they're a little baffled because, all right, we're back to work. We're back to doing things. We're back to going to the movies. But you ask people, even those who say, nah, I'm not really going to get that next booster. They know someone with COVID. They may even know someone with long COVID. And at the same time, doctors are saying, hey, people are starting to fill up the hospitals again. We've heard this one before, right? And so it is a bit of a surprise. And the county is saying, look, it's very easy. Uh, I went in not long ago to try to make an appointment. And they said, you don't even have to do that. Just roll your sleeve <laughs> up right now. We'll take care of it. It is that easy. And I, I don't know what to say other than doctors are saying the people they're seeing in the hospital are the ones that are not getting the updates. Yeah. I mean, I think we all know somebody who's had it or had it recently. So right. it makes a lot of sense. Scott, thank you very you much. Bet. I definitely slacked off on the, the fourth shot. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I actually, I actually had to check because I finally, as you know, I finally got the big vid uh, a couple months ago. So I actually had to go back and check when my last vaccination was. And I'm in this whatever uh, Kaiser considers to be the safe zone. Um, so I'm not due for a vaccination. Um, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't get the booster when you can um, and get it on point and on time um, just to keep up your not just your immunization, right? It's not, again, it's, this isn't necessarily something that immunizes you to the um, the virus itself, you might still get COVID, um, but what it will help to do is minimize the uh, the symptoms, help smooth things out, and hopefully make it less of a painful experience for you and hopefully less uh, traumatic and serious of an experience, especially if you're in a vulnerable population like older folks and younger folks with uh, uh, pre-existing conditions. So please, as we always say here on the show in our uh, closing, please get vaxxed. <clears throat> and do do wear a mask in crowded public places um, if you can. It's for your your own benefit as well as everyone else's. And I mean, not for nothing on this. The symptoms are the spread, right? <clears throat> like if you if you are have yes. a milder case, you're not coughing all over the place. And <clears throat> since it's like airborne, you are far more likely to spread the virus if you are coughing all over the place. So. Yes, very, absolutely. Um, and if you're sick, stay home if if at all possible. Um, right. While employers are employers are employers. Yes. We understand. But uh, if at all possible, stay home um, when in doubt. Um, it sucks. It's no one's going to. I'm not going to lie. It sucked. People did not like me for a couple of weeks. <laughs> like nobody. Um, even the baby, I think, was kind of tired of me. So uh, <laughs> don't don't you don't want to get this um, that bad. So so <clears throat> up next is uh, California forever. And uh, this is interesting. There's a survey of Solano County residents about the fucking about the fucking like dystopian Norman Rockwell painting that the fucking tech bros want to put right next to them. I have a feeling the, the, the results of the survey are going to be uh, exactly what I think the results of the survey are going to be. Well, it all, it all depends on who put the survey out. Right. So we'll find out more about that in the story. Well, let's, let's find out. Uh.
California Forever, the company that's planning to build a new city in Solano County, released the results of its latest survey exclusively to the ABC 7 News I-Team. That's right. I-Team reporter Stephanie Sierra spoke with the CEO about the feedback and is here uh, to explain exactly what he had to say, Stephanie. And he's confident that this city will become a reality. Really? And these surveys show the support and concerns about it from roughly 10,000 people. And while the CEO, Jan Tremek, believes this new city will move forward, a substantial number of people are still undecided. California Forever's newly released survey is shedding light on what the people of Solano County want to see in a new city. According to the online results, 80% of people supported the idea of new good-paying local jobs and safe walkable neighborhoods, as well as protecting the Sassoon Marsh and Delta. Whereas 60% of people expressed strong support for renewable energy and the plans to build one of the largest solar farms in California. Residents liked energy-efficient homes with no PG&E bills. When did you first reach out to Travis Air Force Base? Um, after we've announced, basically immediately after we've announced the plans publicly. Shramick told the I-Team in September he did not notify Travis Air Force Base of his plans beforehand. But this week, he says the survey results give him confidence this new city can draw on the connections to the military base by creating jobs that will support the base and keep people in California. He says there's high demand for new jobs in advanced manufacturing. And so it's defense, aerospace, advanced manufacturing, this kind of um, mix of old and new economy of jobs that people really want to see here, and, and we think we can actually bring them. More than 78% of online respondents want to see major infrastructure improvements made to Highway 12. That's often referred as Blood Alley, as well as upgrades to the local water supply. Shramick says he has enough water rights to support the city from both the aquifer and the Sacramento River. But the Solano County Water Agency disagrees. A brand new city of up to 100,000 residents, that's a significant amount of water that doesn't currently exist. The water rights in California, and especially in Solano County, they're already accounted for. California Forever has hosted a number of recent town halls where residents have voiced many of these concerns, including a simple yet common one. How will this all work? Will my, will my kids be able to walk to school? What does it mean? Does it mean I can walk to the office? Shramek says those questions will be answered when the plans are finalized and released in mid-January. In the meantime, he says the survey shows a great deal of excitement among small business owners and young people who are struggling to buy a home. Among online respondents, more than 76% of people say affordable homes and family-friendly parks and recreation areas are most important to them. But some city officials say there's concerns over zoning restrictions. I think that if zoning were not an issue for them, they would have gone the traditional route of creating a city, which is through LAFCO. But instead, they've hired the most expensive, the most prestigious teams uh, throughout the state, many of them close to big name politicians like Governor Newsom. But all of this has to make it on the ballot first. And Shramick says the percent of people still undecided? It's a, it's a substantial number. Now, if that ballot measure passes, Shramick says this new city will be much farther away from Travis Air Force Base than current developments in Sassoon City and Fairfield. And depending on how this all plays out, there could even be a huge green belt that separates this new city from the surrounding cities. About 60% of people supported that in this survey. So all eyes now are on mid-January when we actually can see these plans. Okay, we'll have to wait and see. Thank you so much, Stephanie. So the, 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 the survey was like, are you for good things? And the people were like, yes, we like good things. Correct. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's all about how you ask the question. It's all about what questions you're asking. And it's about who's, again, who's paying for the survey, who's putting it out. Um, yeah, the, the, 
fantastic. You know, 80% of people like dogs. That's great. <laughs> you know, like we're going to have dogs there. Um, you know, 84% uh, of people think that housing should be more affordable. Great. We're going to have houses there. You know, um, it's exactly, it's, you're exactly, you're exactly right. Like it's, it's an absolute nothing burger of a survey. Um, yeah. It didn't ask anything but, about like, do you th want this California forever development? Well, you know what? They did ask that question, but what happened was they didn't release the response to that question or release that they, you know, the specific question itself, right? Like they highlighted hmm. all these quality of life things that people said yes to. Yeah, we're going to do that. And yes, these people like all these things we're going to do here, which you could do anywhere, right? Not in some billionaire's paradise, utopia, utopian paradise, dystopian paradise. Um, but yeah, they asked mostly that, but they did ask the question. And he said, you saw it at the end, right? He said, a they're like, well, how, how many undecided? A substantial number, right? Like he didn't quote a percentage, right? He didn't get into the details. So they asked the question. They want to know. Um, more than likely, what you see with these polls is when it, when it comes to a, like a political campaign or a candidate, you ask right off the bat, you know, after like, hello, um, how would you vote on this, right? If, if this was on your ballot, description of the measure, right? Build this fake city. Um, how would you vote? Yes or no, right? And then they go into, okay, here are some arguments in favor of it, right? Here are some things that good things people are saying about it. And then how do, you know, how do you, do you agree with that? Do you not agree with that? How does that move you? And then they ask the question again, how would you vote on this thing? And then they give you all the negatives, right? Like, oh, these are the things that ne people are saying negative about the thing. And then they ask you again, you know, after all of considering all that, how would you vote? So they ask those questions more than likely. Um, but they didn't specify like how people responded and more than likely it's a it's more than likely a shit ton of, you know, undecided because people just don't know anything about it. Right. They have no idea. They don't really, they can't really forge an opinion or they haven't heard. Right. A lot of people still haven't heard. Right. They don't watch the local news or they don't follow this kind of shit. So, and it's not, it's more of a rural County. So it's not like news travels super fast. Um, so yeah, it's not surprising there's a ton of undecided. I'm guessing there's a ton of not too happy as well. <laughs> and I'm guessing they also probably polled like intensity, right? So agree strongly, agree, right? Kind of agree, don't really agree. Um, so I would guess that the people who don't agree are very, very strong, right? Like we do not, we are never voting for this. Don't, no matter what you say, go the fuck off. Um, and then the, and then the folks who are undecided are probably like leaning towards not so excited about it. And if there's anyone who's excited about it, they're not, they can't be super excited about it. I, I wonder think. if like, do you agree with this or are you undecided are the two options that they asked about the fucking development itself? Like, Well, they it could, they could have done that to skew the results and then they would have released numbers. But the fact that he just, he just sort of blazed it over with a, a substantial number, right? That just leads me to believe that there's a shit like 80% or something is undecided and he just didn't want to get into the specifics of it, right? Because then it says it pokes holes in their veneer. I one thing I just have to reiterate again. I this guy, I'm a communications and marketing guy, right? Like I, I try to make believe it's my living, and I understand. Like I see, th I would see through shit if they had, you know, if they had Joe Blow, uh, Midwestern, you know, a good old boy as the CEO who could just come in with his big smile, right? And his blonde hair and just, and that just no accent at all, just sort of show anyone um, and just be that ambassador, right? That's what I would do if I was their consultants, right? That's the kind of person I'd be looking for. This is not the kind of person I would be looking for to be our spokesperson, even though I would know better if I was watching from afar and seeing Joe Blow, right? I'd be like, oh, they're just shining it on. This guy's, you know, some fake ass 
dude they brought in just to be the face of the organization. And it's probably this dude like Jan, right, behind everything. But they're putting Jan out front and center. So they obviously don't give a fuck, right? Like they, they're so rich and so fucking into themselves and so feel so entitled that they're like, we don't give a fuck how we look. That we've got this like neo-Nazi looking dude out here. Right. <laughs> fronting right. the this organization, guy, right? This guy looks like he'd be giving a talk at the World Economic Forum or something, right? Correct, yeah. Um, and like, the, like the, oh, yeah, oh yes, uh, come into the great showers. They're, they're beautiful. They have their flowers and, and scented candles. Come into the showers, please. You know, that's what this, the vibe this guy gives me. Um, so I, I, I think they definitely need to think about that a little bit, but they obviously, maybe they don't give a fuck. Maybe they didn't think about it. They're probably paying him a ton of money. They probably, they probably thought about it and said, we don't give a fuck. This is, this is the guy we want. And yeah, they, maybe they think they're just going to do it anyway. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, well, if, they, if they've got friends in high places, if they've got all Gavin's friends working for them, maybe they feel like they've got it in the bag, you know? But my, my take on this is that this is like, I don't care how rich they are. This is stupid. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's, yeah. like, you can't just plop a town out of the sky. But you can, if you, I mean, they, 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 they think they can, right? Right, but they've like China has a centralized central control of the entire economy of their country, and they've tried to do this, and it doesn't fucking work in a dictatorship. Like, so how's it going to work in Northern California? Right, like uh, you can do Santana Row, right? You can pop something like that down, but but that's not a fully functioning city. No, that's just it's a mall outside, (laughs) And, and like. Even like new shopping centers are having trouble. Santana Row did well because it was the right shopping center in the right place at the right time, accessible to like Campbell, Willow Glen, Los Gatos, and right across the street from an existing shopping center that was in the process of being retrofitted for more high-end shopping. And it just all happened to come together at the right time in the right way. But that's different than like, what, 100,000 people? That's like dropping three of Campbell out of the sky. Yeah, no, 100,000 people is um, Sunnyvale, basically. Uh-huh. So that's... It's just, and they yeah, were it like, doesn't just happen. They were and like, they are you for improvements... Are you for improvements to Highway 12? Well, Highway 12 is, isn't these people. It's the fucking Cal... It's the state of California that mm-hmm. manages... These people don't manage Highway 12. Like, what... Oh, well, do you... Well, are, they, are you also they, for, like... You know, are you also for like a better crosswalks in your own community where this place isn't? Like, of course right. they are, but like, I don't know about that particular thing. But the the highway and that that you know those kind of upgrades those would typically come with a develop even a smaller scale development like within a city. Um, you see the the city requires you to upgrade the you know bike lanes, the sidewalks, everything around the, the streetlights, right? The the crosswalks, everything around your project right um so it's one of the benefits to the city of allowing these big swanky projects is that they come in and offer infrastructure improvements as part of getting the entitlements that would be exactly what would happen here right they would say oh we're going to let you build the city but you have to upgrade this highway for us right to accommodate for all the traffic that you're going to be creating right but they're going to do um, everything they can to avoid doing or to do that like to to, to cheap out on that i mean well, yeah at the end of the day yes for sure they'll, they'll do the bare minimum or whatever they have to do and they'll try they'll try through the process to not have to do that too man but it's but gonna it's, be a while it's gonna go ahead if it's if it's something that's gonna get them a win at the ballot box they'll put it in the original agreement doesn't mean they have to actually follow through the niners had so many things that they pledged to do in their agreement with santa clara that they don't really follow through all that well on 
and it's led to a lot of, you know, hand wringing um, in recent years, but they got their ballot measure passed, right? They got it built. So these, these guys will do the same and then they'll renege or figure out a way to get out of whatever pledges they've made. Because they're billionaires and they think they can get away with it. It's just like they can figure they can get away with yawn, whatever, yawn. <laughs> <laughs> like yawn. Um, like Yon just seems Yon just seems like a guy that would be like one of the people that they would use in a conspiracy video to talk about how the new world order is coming to take your freedom. Like right. they picked the wrong dude. Kula Hiltz. Kula. Anyway, uh <laughs> we'll have more. Apparently they're gonna be releasing the more plans later this month. So we will definitely be, I'm sure this this show and many others on Echoplex Media will be tracking this. This this has great crossover appeal. This is going to be a fucking disaster, and I'm here for it. It'll be on down ballot watch eventually when they get their ballot measure. Oh, no. Their city council meetings will just be people there like, oh, thank you for being the city council, right? Because it's just going to be a city full of sycophants at first. Well, there'll be be enough time, too, leading up to it that there'll be council elections, too, right, in Fairfield. Um, And this, uh, that will obviously be in a huge freaking issue right in, in solano county supervisors right that's it'll be an enormous issue it would be like the number one issue probably um in those races so we'll get to watch some juicy political races shape up too and like that probably come down on both you know pro and con right the, the billionaires find their candidates to prop up right and then the people's candidates you know trying to stop them it'll be great Oh, but it's going to be like, it's going to be like NIMBYs versus tech bros. It's going to be a shit show. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That, well, that's the funny thing. We're, and we're going to probably side with the NIMBYs in this particular case, um, just because, <laughs> because they, they're in, they're in the right at the end of the day. Like they're, they're you know, the, the result that they are seeking is the right result. It's just for the wrong reasons. <laughs> anyway. Oh, what because is, what, what, what is what they're what they're pledging to do to create a walkable, livable, breathable city that you can live and work in, right? And have it, it's what every major American city is, including San Jose, San Francisco, Oakland, all everyone, um, are all striving towards uh, creating. But you don't. You're right. You don't just drop it like carpet, roll it out overnight, right? It it takes time, and you have time and pressure, just like creating a pearl and an oyster, right? It takes time. Um, so. Uh, Good luck to them, even if they did get the permission, because you're right. I don't think it would work if they just you just drop this thing in the middle of oh man, I expected to work. I think they've strategically made sure that like Elon Musk and Peter Thiel are not involved. That's well, probably a good idea, um, especially yeah. with those two particular folks. Um, but but, but yeah, like yeah. this is this is so crazy. This is like I just and like I can't the the pictures that they used looked like they were generated they were they, it was like ai um could you uh, get me um have you ever seen um ai have you seen uh, brave new have you read brave new world could you make me right. some art about a city uh, of white people based on brave new world but that sort of looks like a fucked up norman rockwell painting that, the ai exactly is like i, I got say. you friend <laughs> that's what i was going to say chat gpt can you please make me a picture of a scene from brave new world painted by norman rockwell that's exactly what these or these or a watercolor a watercolor the dystopian watercolor version of norman rockwell and leave out the american flags and just put white people in it <laughs> and there's no suspenders either those are out of out of season um, all right well we're going to move on to a city that does exist and uh, you know people a lot of people in this country are engaged in moral panics around cities and san jose uh pro, 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 like proclaims to be a city um, and 
the low homicide rate in San Jose continued in 2023. Let's see what the local news has to say about it. They're probably like unhappy because it makes it harder for them to scare people. In the South Bay, the final weekend of 2023 also brought word of a new homicide in San Jose. A man was found shot to death on Calle de Guadalupe Saturday evening. Now, while every homicide is one too many, San Jose says it does have reason for optimism. For the third year in a row, the Bay Area's biggest city boasted one of the lowest homicide rates of any big city in the country. NBC Bay's Damien Trujillo looks at the numbers and what may be behind them. San Jose's homicide rate has remained steady in the low to mid-30s for the last few years, and the department would like to keep it that way, if not decrease it. The police tape is all that remains of the last homicide of the year in San Jose. It happened on Saturday night on Calle de Guadalupe. And I heard the shot. So I was afraid I'd go back to my place. Scary? Yeah, scary, but maybe uh, those guys are just looking for somebody, uh, you know, uh, to shoot maybe or somewhat like crazy guys so I go back to my place. It was San Jose's 36th murder of the year. In 2022 San Jose registered 35 homicides and 31 in 2021. The statistics speak for themselves. Um, you can't create those numbers whether they're low or they're high. Mike Leninger retired from the force after almost three decades. He credits the fact that the homicide unit virtually solves every murder for the low homicide rate in a large city of almost a million people. I mean, it's an achievement to be accepted into the homicide unit, but it's uh, certainly a greater, a greater honor to know uh, that you're batting a thousand. By comparison, Oakland finished the year with 126 homicides, 120 in 2020 and 134 in 2010. In San Francisco, city data shows there were 53 homicides last year, 55 in 2022, and 56 in 2021. That's for a city smaller than San Jose. This is the best of the best. Any police chief will tell you that one homicide is one too many. For Bismarck de Los Angeles, he'll be glad if he never hears another gunshot again. Rapid firing, I think six shots uh, over there. In San Jose, Damian Trujillo, NBC Bay Area News. They had to frame it. Like, why could, why did they, they had to frame it about, like, like, come on, man. Like, like, why did they frame it that way? How so? How, frame it how? Like, they framed it a, 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 within a report of a homicide where they interviewed oh, right. a guy who was scared. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, this just the local news. This is how they they have, they always have to have a person on the street, um, kind of angle to something, and it's it's almost like they they almost never when they do investigative stories, right? It's almost never like a true investigative, like unraveling the the yarn or pulling back the layers of the onion, right? And and finding something bigger. It's always like some small story that triggered it, and is now t- getting taken and blown way out of proportion, right? Um, uh, and that's kind of what it's not what's happening here, but that's the way it's played, right? Um, but you, and it also you're always going to find a very nice, jolly. My wife will tell you a nice, jolly Filipino who's willing to talk to the news about whatever happened in their neighborhood. Um, we see it on the local news quite a bit, actually. It's probably more than fifty percent um, of the the person on the street opinions. Um, but yeah, it, I don't, I don't know that why they maybe it's just confluence of events that maybe the department released in data, you know, and said, oh look, we're doing great. Um, the same day that they had their last homicide, but 
all in all, like you said, it's pushing back on the narrative that we're in some sort of downward spiral. I mean, even if you look at Oakland and San Francisco, it's not like things are spiking or out of, you know, out of the ordinary there either, right? There's a shit ton of murders in Oakland. That's not good. Um, especially because it's also a smaller city than San Jose and yet has, what, four or five times the number of homicides. That's a problem, but that's always been a problem in Oakland. And in fact, but the other, the other thing about, the other thing about Oakland is that, um, it's just like, it's not surrounded by Sunnyvale and Mountain View and Campbell, right? So it's surrounded by, like, it's just a different area. I don't, I'd be curious to see in Oakland or San Francisco where those people, uh, were the assailants residents. Cause any given weekend in San Francisco, a good number of the people who are there don't live there. So it's like really, it's these these numbers are kind of um, they they don't they they lack context. I also want to see when they show like Bay Area stuff. Like at the end, they could just go, you know, for you know, for some context. Here's another a major metro area, and here are mm-hmm. the crime statistics of the two biggest cities in that major metro area, and be like, be like, you know, everybody, everybody, you know, just. Just pick one, fucking pick any. The Bay Area is so fucking safe. You could pick almost any other metro area in the fucking country and compare it to the Bay Area, and the Bay Area would look favorable on murder stati- yeah. statistics. I, I think you're right. Absolutely. Um, and the, they ask him, well, why is that? You know, well, a lot of reasons, right? Like, we are still very much a more suburban area, right? Um, and there's definitely tons of poverty here but not as much as you see in, in oakland or in in San, parts of san francisco and uh it, it just natural natural confluence of things right um but uh I, I do think there's something to be said to solving every homicide like he's right like the, the sjpd is we i think we covered on down ballot not too long ago solved every homicide in the city last year so uh the fact that you're not going to get away with it um would probably lead to less premeditated <laughs> right 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 leads to yeah uh, yeah and you know there's not a lot of like um there's not just not a lot of organized crime here either no no i mean most of it i'm guessing is like, frankly domestic when it comes to homicide in san jose um, yeah absolutely more domestic than anything else not it's not strangers killing strangers it's people who know each other it's spouses it's family members and and you're never going to get rid of that, right? Like the, the you know, the old oh. saying is you want to know who's most likely to like kill you. Check, check, check your dinner table at night, you know? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, and it's, if anything, maybe we're, we're, maybe San Jose is the prime example of the bare minimum, right? Like that's what you can expect is about 30. What is it? What was it? 30? I, 30 I, out of a million. Yeah. yeah. 30 in a million people every year. I think that's pretty reasonable, frankly, um, given the way the state of humanity right now. <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, and the and, and the diversity in San Jose too. Remember that, like we we don't have there's some segments and races that are not all that well represented, um, African Americans, Native Americans, but for the most part, San Jose is a really diverse city. So there's also that to be said that we're in this I don't want to say melting pot, but we're certainly you know brought together in a lot of ways, and you still don't see um, that being a major cause of it either. Although we're also pretty well segregated in terms of where we live. Yeah, yeah, at least at least in the middle class once you reach the once you reach the top of the layer cake you all live in the same neighborhood but also the top of the layer I, ah, it gets complicated my neighbors yeah my then, neighbors. then like who's at the top of the layer cake how'd they get there and yeah. not for if not for only, nothing like you think of a place like emeryville as like a kind of a nice place and it has like a higher per capita murder rate than san francisco 
And it's like, well, you know, well, whatever. The Bay Area is a, if, if you're ever thinking of moving to the Bay Area, don't listen to people. It is a safe fucking metro area. And it, pro- it compares favorably to most metro areas in the country when you do violent crime statistics. And it's a beautiful place to live. So, yes. and, less pe- and less people are getting killed here than they used to be. However, unfortunately, it seems like more animals are getting killed. And that's what the next story is about. So a little, a little oh, bit of sad. Yeah. Yep. Here we but go. It's, and I think. Well, I'll, I have some thoughts on how uh, this next story came to be, but let's just let the story roll here. Roll it. With the turn of the new year days away, San Jose Animal Care and Services staff, partners, and volunteers hope it brings a new beginning as well. 2023 is recognized across the board as a harrowing year for the shelter, with jarring overcapacity numbers and tragic animal death statistics. Current and former volunteers are concerned about the safety of the animals. It's just terribly terribly frustrating it's it's sickening it's so disturbing it makes me so sad that animals are suffering being euthanized dying in their kennels when it's it's unneeded their concern is warranted as a year-end report released by the shelter shows 426 animals died while in shelter care during the last fiscal year a five-year high compounding this problem was overpopulation in the shelter some 11,000 animals all year and nearly 950 animals at one time during the peak which is more than double operating capacity city of san jose director of public works matt lesh says the overcrowding forced the shelter to only accept mostly sick and injured animals and that contributed to the high mortality rate really had some really dire cases of animals that were really this is their last resort and we're trying to find that bridge some of them were trying to give a chance so we're not euthanizing so our euthanasia numbers were down overall those animals in those critical challenging states we had a really positive outcome for many of them. Curtin former volunteers we spoke with tell a different story, highlighting issues with mismanagement regarding the care of the animals and a new rescue policy of focusing more on adoptions than rescues. Town Cats Board of Directors member Nineveh Parker says only a fraction of the animals in the shelter that need to be rescued are available for partners like her group to take in to help reduce capacity and save lives. I'm not sure why they decided to move away with rescues, but that model worked really well And now we're seeing the outcome of what happens when they don't rely on the rescue model. The shelter is undergoing an audit requested by the city, and the results should be released in the new year. In San Jose, Dustin Dorsey, ABC7 News. So uh, my guess here is that uh, during COVID, a lot of people got uh, pets and then uh, decided they didn't want them. Yes, very much so. I mean, that's certainly what's a major contributing factor right now. and on top of that, you know, some of them didn't get their pets, you know, spayed or neutered and then just let them go, right? Like, didn't um, take them anywhere, just let them go. Like, open the door and didn't open it again, right? Um, and now they're out there having more babies and more cats that can't be taken care of, and dogs that can't be taken care of. And yeah, you get overcrowding and this is what happens. So um, PSA, definitely think about adopting, but rescue is just as good. You need, You know, there's plenty of animals out there that need some attention uh and they're not getting treated all that well although we could do a whole other story about and uh don't the don't get a pet don't, don't get a pet just because you're lonely yes yeah that's not you go on grinder like producer dave or uh, just right. whatever just don't get a pet because just because you're lonely i think i think that and and if you do get a pet like the councilman was saying go to the shelter don't go to a breeder because 
like you're just encouraging then you're just encouraging the breeders to breed more more animals that some some number of people are just not going to be able to care for or no it's not even that they're not able to they're just not going to want to anymore people like fucking i think during the pandemic people just got lonely and then got a pet and then now the focus isn't on the pandemic and now they're fucking bored with the pet and that's fucked up yeah, I, I agree. Uh, don't get one because you're lonely. Get one because get a pet because you have love to give and you want to put it somewhere. Um, yeah, that's a good place to put it. Uh, is into another another living and sentient being who will return that love uh, un uh, unapologetically and without uh, without any preconceived notions. So, but yeah, definitely don't do it because you just, you need uh, someone something to hug in bed at night. <laughs> So up next we have another uh, San Jose Casino. God, I love I love I, I love San Jose casinos and San Jose casino best. stories. This is the crimes we get, right? We don't get murders, we get this. We so. get casinos. So let's learn more. Hmm. Look local news websites famous for their wonderful fucking players. Illegal gambling, guns, and drugs. South Bay police say they've made a major bust at an underground casino and brothel in San Jose. Tonight, five people are facing felony charges. They're accused of operating a gambling and a prostitution ring out of a commercial property on Autumn Vale Drive. That's off of North Capitol Ave, just blocks from Brooktree Elementary School. During the search, police seized 33 guns and 150,000 rounds of ammunition. They also confiscated 500 pounds of marijuana. God damn. $20,000 in cash. God damn, that's a lot of weed. That was all piled up in the back behind the guns. And I was, once they mentioned that, I looked back that there. I'm like, oh my goodness. One of those bags could just fall off the table, right? No big deal. If it could fall all the way to Fremont, maybe? 5,999 pounds. I mean, what's the difference? So I, uh, that area for a while there were also kind of a lot of uh, parties like raves in the warehouses over there off a of trade zone um yeah that that area over there a lot of there's like a lot of um sort of small and medium-sized warehouses and as <clears throat> you know especially with uh covet as those the businesses in those places fail i feel like the uh the landlords are going to be a little more loosey-goosey with uh who rents those spaces Mm-hmm. No, oh, very much so. Uh, and they're, I mean, they're looking for, frank, frankly, they're looking for rent out there right now, especially commercial and you know, retail spaces, but commercial spaces and office spaces. Yeah, they're, some, I think, are getting a little desperate. So I'm sure they're willing to cut a deal. Uh, do you want to start a brothel, Chris Dave? Um, uh, uh, a le- legitimate podcast studio business, possibly. Yeah, that, that, well, that would also, I guess, be an option if you want to go that way. I <laughs> the, mean, your idea, I, your idea is more lucrative, but a shorter career path. True. Well, we could have a combination. We could have a combination podcast studio brothel. Ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, that, that'd be fun. Anyway, be. You, could, you, could, you could have interviews, live interviews with the, you know, the Johns and Janes and their, their counterparts. Um, right. before and Pre- after pretend know. to be doing a comedy show out of the place it's be like this is a podcast studio slash brothel and just pretend <laughs> it's a comedy pretend it's all a don't, bit and see how long you get away with it and don't forget the casino too we have to have the casino that sounds like a lot of trouble it might be but you you could you that's the thing you can become the ceo and you don't need to manage the 
brothel and the casino, you get you hire people to do that, and you just keep managing your shows. You get a couple card counters going through there, and they just ruin your business. Well, then you take them out. You kneecap them. You shoot them in the face. Okay, maybe not. So we're going to move on up to Oakland, California, where the uh, search for the police chief uh, rages on. Can't see him. Story at 530. As the Bay Area heads into a new year, the city of Oakland appears to be back at square one in its months-long search for a new police chief. Last night, we learned the mayor rejected the current list of three candidates, a list that included a candidate under investigation in another Bay Area city and the former Oakland police chief himself, Laron Armstrong. The city's mayor, you remember, fired Armstrong nearly a year ago, which then triggered this search for a replacement. A lot to take in. NBC Bears' Valina Jones lays it out for us. 11 months into the search for Oakland's next top cop, the ongoing hunt is worrying those looking for law enforcement leadership in one of the biggest cities in the Bay. Actually, it's devastating because we've been waiting all year for a police chief and uh, promised a police chief by the end of the year, and we don't have one. It doesn't seem we're going to get one anytime soon. Bishop Bob Jackson is a prominent local NAACP member and a leader at Axville Gospel Church. His latest disappointment comes after Mayor Shengtao rejected the current list of three candidates the city's police commission recommended for the job, including Oakland's former police chief, Laron Armstrong. And Laron Armstrong is the best candidate that you can find, and we just feel that that's across the board. However, the commission has a job to do. The mayor has a job to do. And we're, our thing is, in the meantime, the only people that seem to be suffering are the, are the voters. The police commission now has to decide whether to reopen the search to new candidates or revisit the longer list they've already considered. Just to get to this point, the commission went through a six-week recruitment period before submitting their final three recommendations. Now the commission will meet tonight to discuss a new timeline and next steps as they go back to the drawing board. Some community groups say the blame falls on the mayor. She promised that they would have solutions for the new police chief by the end of the year and if not, she would declare a state of emergency. We're calling her out here today. That sign behind him sure is something. The group pushing for the recall of Alameda County DA Pamela Price and the resignation of Mayor Tao held a rally outside a recently burglarized Albany CVS. They say Tao's lack of leadership is not only leading to a spike in crime in Oakland, but in neighboring cities. It's like cancer. And it's Did they not see the report? because they're not doing their job effectively in Oakland. The mayor's office says she has no plans to declare a state of emergency since the first list of names was submitted by her end-of-year deadline. We asked them how long they expect the new search will take. They wouldn't give a date but released a statement saying Mayor Tao is working with the police commission to expedite the process. And that quote, she would like to review more candidates in order to make a well-informed decision on the best police chief for Oakland. In Oakland, Felina Jones, NBC Bay Area News. So like right there, that guy going crime, they were saying, oh, they say crime is spiking. Well, what the fuck is the job of the news except for them to go, no, it's not. Right. To actually look into the numbers and to, or to look at the report they just issued that we've covered earlier on this show <laughs> and say, hey, wait, hold on a second. That's not true. No, it's not. But it, It's their job to do that. They don't do that, though. That's the thing that aggravates the living crap out of me when it comes to local news is that they don't like they don't there's no connection made right there's no through line uh drawn it's just each story lives in its own little 
independent world. And yeah, they may follow up on them and follow up on the thread and follow the story down a thread, but their threads are completely independent and they don't seem to cross and they don't seem to, you know, I'm sure they understand the connection, but again, like you said, it doesn't fit their narrative. Um, the narrative that gets them more viewers, they think by just showing all the, the, the you know, trying to scare people basically and, and uh, to inflame these kind of uh, attitudes that we have of folks wanting to recall DAs and, and mayors because they don't, you know, they, they of their perceived their personal perception of, of you know how th- how things are going, right? Um, and those folks are being uh, inflamed and 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 riled up by political opportunists. And it's just sad. Also, like one of the they, they mentioned that one of the other candidates was re- like removed from another police department for like misconduct. They didn't tell us who it was or what it was about. They didn't give us any of that. Yeah. That I feel like that's sort of should be part of the, like, well, this person was obviously rejected because X, Y, and Z. Yeah. That was one of my first questions when I saw the story was why did the police commission recommend this guy who's under investigation at the department he's at now? Like that's how in the world did that pass muster, right? If, if you're going through a, I mean, if you or I went through a job interview process, right. And you know, they asked, so, um, Tell me about your recent job experiences. You know, uh, well, uh, I am under investigation at my current job. That's, or I'm, I'm sorry, why are you, why are you looking for a new job, or why why do you want to be hired here? Oh, uh, well, I'm under investigation at my current job, so I figure it's not really the best place for me. I'm trying to find some new experiences and get to just get an, I figure a new atmosphere will be really good for me. Um, but just imagine that. So that's pretty much what they said there. I don't know how the commission decided that was a good candidate and how they can be upset with the mayor for rejecting that person she fired the old chief so i don't know know what they were if they thought that he had any chance of getting her approval she fired him um and then the third was a white dude and who wants a white dude to be the chief of police in oakland that's just a bad look (laughs) so i don't know what that white dude was all about so basically this was only about the 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 rejection of one candidate right not three because they're the the, the one she already fired sure she's going to reject that person she fired them whether she whether yes. that's the whether she did the right thing or the wrong thing by firing him, uh, she's going to reject him. Uh, the other one, she's like, "Ooh, let's uh, let's see what happens with your with this other thing first here." And then, so then now that you got one, yeah, I would even venture to say, like, I don't know much about the Oakland Police Commission, but if they're very politicized, I mean, I could totally see this as being just a like they deliberately gave her this list because they knew she would reject all of them, um, and they feel it creates a good you know, good angle for them in a story like, oh, she's, it's her fault, right? Like she's rejecting, she's the big, bad, mean mayor lady, right? Um, so it could be that they sent this list to her knowing she would reject them all. Because um, I would have, frankly, like, I, I don't well, know. Well, it depends the if the person, third but... one was a, if the, you know what I mean? It just depends who the only, like you would have rejected the two because you just fired one and the other one's got some and problems. I yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing the third one had some fleas too, so. Right, right. But I'm just saying, like, you would have certainly rejected the two because you don't, you know, you're the mayor, you just fired one of them. The other, other one, at least figure, at least let right. the, the fucking investigation in the other place play out. Yeah. And then, yeah, then no. now you got one candidate that's really being, yeah, yeah. What, what I it? can't argue with the other, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. So they'll have, maybe she'll get another list and maybe there will be a police chief in Oakland soon. Maybe there won't. Anyone want the job? You want the job? Uh, no. We can start a brothel and you can be the police chief. That would be the best of both worlds. No. So uh, we're going to move on to down ballot watch where the stories are. I mean, this is a political show, but these stories are about local politicians and uh, city council and the, and and sometimes a rapper. 
Oh, wait a minute. We didn't even do Get Your Shit Together. Everybody. I was about to say, we, have, we did have a Get Your Shit Together this week, so uh, this, this is a quick one. It'll, it's a shout out to the S, uh, SFPD, and it uh, looks like they're going to face some repercussions, potentially, for their handling of the Dolores Hill bomb uh, this past year, which we covered on Down Ballot. Yeah, well, hopefully, because the Dolores Hill bomb is uh, like a, a fairly wholesome community event. So let's see what's going well, on here. Let's see what's happening overreaction by the police or the justified response to an unruly and out-of-control crowd. That is uh, the former central issue in a lawsuit that's filed against the city of San Francisco and the police department. Children so and sure. their parents are suing over the response to July's Dolores Hillbomb. Our Kelsey Thord is in San Francisco with details on that lawsuit. The four plaintiffs in this lawsuit were among the 100-plus people who were arrested during that hill bomb here in Dolores Park. Actually, a majority of the people arrested that day were children. And according to this lawsuit, many of those children weren't even participants in this unsanctioned event. You want to believe that the police are there to protect our community, and I want my kids to believe that. But when things like this happen, it's it's a hard thing to talk to your kids about. Naomi Lopez's 15-year-old daughter, Carmen, was one of the dozens of minors arrested the night of July 8th as police attempted to shut down the annual unsanctioned skateboarding event known as the Dolores Hill Bomb. We didn't believe it at first. It seemed totally incredulous that how could this be happening? And it was. Naomi says Carmen was simply watching the event with some friends when they were surrounded by police. Naomi immediately came to the area to get her daughter, but says police wouldn't let her near her. And we could just see that she and her friends and the other kids, they were kids, they were young kids, and they were terrified, they were cold. Naomi says her daughter was detained for hours, her mugshot and fingerprints taken. No charges were ever filed, but Naomi says the experience was traumatizing for their entire family. That's why they decided to sign on to a federal civil rights class action lawsuit, suing the city, the police chief, and several other police personnel for what happened that night. The police purported to be concerned about the safety of the skateboard event, but the it was the police that endangered these youth. The police chief told us at the time his officers warned the crowd for 90 minutes to leave and only put on the riot gear when fireworks and fists started being thrown their way. What is excessive about an officer, number one, putting on safety protective equipment when they have an explosive thrown at them, bottles thrown at them, getting punched in the face, spat on? Naomi told me she was initially nervous to sign on to the lawsuit but she believes the city needs to be held accountable for its actions. It was wrong. It was a wrong use of city resources. It was a wrong use of police resources. We reached out to the city attorney's office for comment. They told us that they will review this complaint and respond in court once they are served the lawsuit. Kelsey, thank you. So this event has been going on for a very long fucking time, and there has never been problems at this event. Right. Right. Until uh, the cops decided to make a problem. There was like, <clears throat> the, they're just riding bikes and skateboards down a hill. Like that's yep. like, this is 
this is the functional equivalent of this is the functional equivalent of San Jose bike party, right? Oh, 100%. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just don't understand. I, yeah, so there's just probably a safety angle, but the, the response that they received, right? The, the riot police kind of angle is just, it's really shocking to me. Um, and I'd love to hear more about the fire, the, whatever, the fireworks and explosive devices and fisticuffs that were thrown their way <laughs> by these, by that teenage girl. I wonder, <laughs> I'd love to see the, the fisticuffs she was able to fling at those riot. Uh, gear wearing police um yeah just overreaction as usual um i'm actually familiar with the uh some of the attorneys that were quoted in there so they have good they have good representation so hopefully they'll get something out of this at least some sort of what they won't get is an admission of guilt i can guarantee you that much so Uh, most of these settlements just end with like money and exchanging hands and um an admission of nothing more than just you know we don't want to go to court because we know we'll lose but they won't admit guilt. They won't say that we were wrong to do this. This is like, this is an event that the city just needs to permit. That's what they need to do. They need to issue a permit. They need that would to, be cool. They need to get, I don't know how to, you know, it'd be a couple year process to probably get like some kind of nonprofit involved or whatever to raise some money for it. But the city needs to permit this event because yeah, it happens every fucking year. Nothing. Again, this is the first time I've ever heard of anything. You know, I'm sure. Okay, you're bombing a hill on. You know, sure. You people run into each other. Sure, there's probably some minor injuries or whatever at the event. Sure, whatever. But like, I've never like n- never heard anything about fights. You know, bombs are dangerous, Bruce. Dave. Bombs are very dangerous. Well, as we found never, out earlier. You know, I've never heard. I've never heard anything about uh, any of this with this event. Yeah. And I, I've no, personally I been to this event. It was like there's like families out there. You can make money off of it. The city can make money off of it. There could be revenue here. You could have vendors. You could have a whole festival around it. Like I don't understand. But, but this is this is literally like the San Jose police coming in and busting heads at San Jose bike party. It's the yeah. functional equivalent of that. And you know what else? Um, you could make it safe. Too. You can make it safer if you if you're really worried about safety. You know, if you sanction it, if you permit it, you can make it safe. You know, it's not that not that difficult um, to to comprehend, right? Um, but these in these events, frankly, like you know, I never heard, regardless of whatever safety concerns there are, the first time I was not familiar with this event until this happened. So nothing bad had really ever popped off in the past at this event because I hadn't heard about it. I'm not in, I'm not in the scene. Um, so if anything, it says that they police themselves pretty fucking well. So why bother? You know, I I bet we could find positive media coverage of the event from the past if we looked. I would bet you we could, yeah. Because I, again, I don't remember hearing thing one about it. And if you don't hear about these kind of things, usually it's a good thing because when you hear about it, something bad happened, right? Um, so the only bad thing I heard happening was the police overreacted. Well, anyway. I don't even think I don't even think a re- like what happens at this event because I was there uh, from sort of near the beginning to the end. The event happens, everybody leaves. That's it. Some people yeah. end up going to Dolores Park and smoking weed after the event, but like, like, come on, people are smoking weed in Dolores Park twenty four hours a day, seven days yeah. a week. Well, and like we've talked about with sideshows before too, right? We've we've talked about that a bit here on Down Ballot. And do I think sideshows are fun and a great way to spend your time? No, I think it's a waste of your time, and people should find other things to do. But at the end of the day, I don't. You don't hear every night on the news like someone died at a sideshow even though that looks like pretty dangerous shit right so oh well the physics of a sideshow are, are dramatically different than riding your skateboard down a hill true too. very true but but it's, but it's just again you just, they seem to know what they're doing so why why are we fucking with them right 
Um, or I mean, for for something like that, if people want to, if people want to drift, like again, there's like empty parking lots. There's yeah. like there's like ways to do it. I I I am the, the sideshow the sideshow thing. I am it is dramatically different, primarily because these are three thousand pound vehicles, and the people are very close to the you know you're, you're, you're the people are close to the skateboarder, but that's like a hundred and ten pound kid on a skateboard, right? If they run into oh, sure, you, yeah. it's gonna hurt. You might get injured. But it's you're not going to get dragged under their fucking skateboard. You know what I'm saying? Like the 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 risk is just so much lower. And the, the physics of it are sure, just yeah. dramatically different. Yeah, no, I, I don't have any argument there at all. I wasn't trying to imply that either. Um, but uh, speaking of overreacting, uh, as we head down ballot, it looks like Mayor Breed might be overreacting to a local rapper who had some not nice things to say about her. Maybe maybe she knew what we were saying about her on this show. She might. I think she should have. I think she should have done her own diss track. Let's see what's going on here. <laughs> Maybe she will. Well, new at five: a curious twist in San Francisco. A local rapper and restaurant owner has now apologized for a video that criticized Mayor London Breed. Tonight, some are asking why the rapper is apologizing at all, while others, including the head of the San Francisco NAACP, are questioning if the apology was even truthful. Here's NBC Bay Area's Ooh. Sergio Quintana. At the Third Baptist Church in San Francisco, lead pastor and head of the city's chapter of the NAACP, Reverend Amos Brown, didn't mince words about his feelings regarding Chino Yang's apology, Mayor, which was posted to Instagram yesterday. Went to the meeting and told the untruth that he had been threatened by some higher powers who had influence all the way to the state and to the nation. Here's a portion of Yang's apology. I had no idea this extremely powerful individual has so much emotional attachment to Landon Bree. So with that being said, I'm sorry for my ignorance. I'm sorry for my foolishness. This is the video that didn't sit well for Reverend Brown and others who spoke at the news conference today. In the three minute, 30 second rap, Yang references the mayor twice. In one part, he flips with the bird, then specifically names her in another. Now, Lana Bree, you ain't nothing but a clown. When we really needed you, you would never be around. In much of the video, Yang voices frustration about having his business broken into seven times since 2020 and decries the rise in crime and drug use in the city streets. At today's news conference, a stream of black pastors, community leaders, and Latino and Asian allies echoed Reverend Brown's concerns. Some said they had also reached out to Yang about the video. I just told him, I said, hey, brother, I seen it. I said, hey, I said, check this out, homie. I don't like the way you're talking about my uh, art mayor. You need to cut it out. And that's all I said to him. I reached out to the mayor's office and to the re-election campaign for Mayor London Breed. Both say they have no comment on the video and had no coordination with today's news conference here. In a short exchange with Yang by text, he told me he's currently away at a secluded retreat, recovering from a heart attack, and was not immediately available for comment. Some have defended Yang, saying his criticism is valid and he doesn't know anyone in apology. Community leader Leanna Louie was at today's news event and questions if this all had to play out this way i don't think this is necessary i think they could have just you know asked him to go out to dinner or go to his place uh, go to his restaurant and uh, maybe share a meal together in san francisco said hugh quintana nbc they are your news i mean my problem was with his flows um yeah <laughs> london breed you ain't nothing but a clown get the fuck out take that take that shit out of here listen <laughs> oh, that was all i really had to say honestly was this guy needs to like 
get better at rapping before I learn to care about this. <laughs> but like, but like, oh, a fucking rapper doesn't like the mayor. Oh yeah, shit! Right. Oh my like, god. <laughs> A restaurateur slash rapper, right? It seems like rapping is kind of his side hustle anyway. Like, it's, I don't know who this person is. It does not seem like he's getting the hits on the TikToks or whatever the kids do these days to listen to music. Um, so, and yeah, like you said, his flows are not good. And it sounds like he made his beats on a Casio keyboard from 1987. Yeah, um, the, beat the beat wasn't that hot, but the flow was pretty bad. And like the idea oh, that awful. I'm just... Now, the, the the bigger picture here is that like I, that aside the bigger picture here is just the idea that that a local music artist wouldn't criticize the local government and that you're offended that a fucking that a musician is criticizing the gut like that a, you know what i'm saying that's like getting mad if like the fucking if like the fucking ruffies said something about fucking uh the fucking mayor ed 209 or something yeah. in one of their songs it's like get right. the fuck out of here and he would and the thing is he would mayor ed 209 would get offended he would react exactly the same way he'd be like what do you mean i'm punk rock i'm punk yeah. rock he would get his purple underpants and a bunch about this. So, um, but after hearing that, London Breed should do a diss track response because I, I feel like I, her I flows might be better so. than that guy's. Like, and she could probably find a DJ. You, you should offer throw her no. a track. Do you have any tracks that would work? Do you do no. any? No, hip -hop? no, I'm not the rap. But Chip, Chip's a hip hop DJ. Chip. Well, that's true. We can get Chip will do it. But Chip also, but, but Chip won't do that shit either. He probably don't like London Breed. Um, no, that's but true. what I'm what I'm saying here is that like I don't understand why all these people like this is like one of the things that music does. Mm -hmm. what's supposed to do is what musicians and artists are supposed to do is to reflect and criticize and in a good way and i criticize like necessarily in a bad way too but uh and just be a critique post a critique when society. i saw that people were like offended i thought that he like maybe said something racist or something but he just called her a clown like get I the mean, fuck out of here there's i mean th there's certainly <sighs> i i think it's trope adjacent Right, like that kind of language, like the the phrase the, the word clown itself, right, and and the fact that Mayor Breed is black. Um, there's certainly some connections there to old tropes, but um, at the same time, like again, is this really the thing? Right, there's there's so many more people criticizing her that are more important than this guy. Um, well, I, I, with good reason, and I, like I, this show, where are they coming after us? When are they when are they going to come after us, producer? I just. This is, I can't believe what I just saw. First of all, like the rap was bad. Like now, like nobody, now people know about this guy's rap, which really, that's the real tragedy here is that now people heard that shit on the news. <laughs> he's going to get downloads now. Now he's going to get downloads. Or, do you want to, can we, can we do a diss track? Can we do a diss track about this whole situation? You and me? Uh, no. I mean, maybe, no. I don't know. Um, uh, I got um, good flow. Um, well, we, we, we know, we know a couple, we know a couple rappers. I, I have heavy flow, but it's only because I take lots of laxatives. So. <laughs> I'm just this. That was I. That's the that was the most down ballady story of the night. I thought maybe the California Forever. That's the most down ballady story of the night, and so far ever, of the year, ever. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think of another word that rhymes with laxative. I'll I'll come back with it in a second. But anyway, let's move on to the next uh, piece of down ballad, and then we can. So, uh, <clears throat> mayor, uh, not mayor Evan, uh, former mayor of Campbell, Evan Lowe, uh, proposes uh, proposes that Mer. California require gender uh, neutral uh, toy sections. Let's see what's going on here. Most toy stores have the pink girls section and the blue boys section. Now, a new California law going into effect at the start of the year oh. will require large retail stores with 500 or more employees statewide to have a gender-neutral section for toys. 
We're not affected by the law, but I say, yay! It's not called woke, it's called American freedom. Helen Dean is the longtime owner of Toy Safari Toy Store in Alameda. She is cheering on the move. Much of her store already has a mix of toys for boys and girls, side by side in every aisle. Even the Lego Friends collection, specifically marketed for girls and not fully compatible with other Legos. She says many years ago, Barbie toys like this were geared towards all kids. Now the packaging is straight pink. If you look at the packaging, you can see an evolution going from kids playing with toys to, hey, we're going to sell this to a little girl. And this is what she's going to want because we know the way we are feeding their minds and the materials we're choosing to use, it is um, narrowing their ideas and the ability to really negotiate the world for them. But this new law does not take away a boys or girls section. It only adds the gender neutral section, putting similar products that had been marketed for girls or boys side by side in an aisle, along with toys that could appeal to everyone. Here's something that you might find in a gender-neutral section. A Kalu doll made in France could be for a girl or a boy. But those with the California Family Council say enough is enough. They believe Sacramento needs to start focusing more on things that matter and less on toys. It's a little crazy that Sacramento seems so intent on breaking down the distinctions and differences between men and women, between boys and girls, it's not enough that we are having gender-neutral bathrooms. We're even trying to extend that to the toy section. If the law is violated, a store could first be handed a $250 fine, then a $500 fine for a second offense. J.R. Stone, ABC7 News. So I'm of two minds here. I mean, this is fine, like whatever. Well, but it's it's gonna it's gonna fuel the fire of people like the family family American family 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 guy right <laughs> family 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 because like families first <clears throat> I haven't been to the toy section in a store recently but I I have a feeling that that most of the fucking stores already like they don't really do this no they don't um and it's very everything toys toy sections. Every single section of retail stores, if you go to like the big ones, Target, um, Target, Target, um, I'm trying to think of other big retailers that are left, um, Kohl's, you know, uh, these kind of places, it's, everything is geared towards, you know, standard you know, conceptions of gender, right? Just man, woman, that's it. Um, uh, everything is geared that way. There's like nods to like, you know, plus size people right are beautiful right things like that but that's as far as they go as far as getting out of like the comfort zone of like you are pink and you are blue and that's it and um i i think we've always kind of forced you know kids into these these uh tropes and and these stereotypes and these sort of uh idioms um i do remember when i was growing up that i wasn't so much forced blue or pink or whatever. I think my favorite color was red, frankly, because I liked red. I liked fire truck. Um, so I, I, I don't know that it was worse or better when we were kids, frankly, but I do know that the, the those narrow preconceptions were always there, right? Like you, I, I certainly remember being not so much forced into it, but just sort of surrounded by, uh, you know, uh, preconceptions and, and, uh, 
memes and themes that you know are more, more societal than anything else somebody in the chat had a good idea if you want to comply with this just take down the signs <laughs> like yeah be like I toys mean, that, toy exactly uh because and then it really is geared that way right um everything is sort of geared around that still um so, and shout out to the, the shout out to the completely disorganized toy show toy store they showed in the fucking thing it's like yeah, right. lady's like i have no idea where anything is actually and if, apparently like, france is where they're making all the gender neutral toys so um but also family action council or whatever like the, the argument does not hold water to me like well your government should spend more time worrying about this that and the other thing and not our you know not our uh our toy sections it's like well, you're wasting your time like is this really bugging you that much right it's not like they're eliminating the girls and the boys sections you can still go to your little boys section you can go to your girls section um does it really bother you that there's an aisle in the middle right that you might have to explain to your kid one day what that aisle is all about right? or that's not really because the aisle about. contains like a ball yeah like <laughs> but that's that's really, but so but you're that upset like you're wasting your time right why are you wasting your time about this or don't you have bigger things to do it contains right? like a uh, rock'em sock'em robots like a badminton, a little toy badminton set for children. Like, you know what I'm saying? Um, like, <laughs> well, he didn't get interviewed, but kudos to Evan Lowe. He was the principal author on this bill. Um, that got signed by the governor and is now, uh, as of yesterday, effective in California. So watch out, watch out, there's, watch out, watch out. There's, and there's going to be an aisle of toys. I, I, I think at Costco, I think that, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I often wonder sometimes too if like the state of California every once in a while is just like, well, let's see if we can fuck with these people a little bit. <laughs> well, that again, the, the legislature right now is two thirds, more than two thirds Democrat, and they can do pretty much whatever they want with that kind of a majority. Um, and the governor is running for president, remember? So, but he's gonna he's gonna try and do everything he can to be on that. He, he's he's certainly thrown himself in with. Uh, lgbtq plus community right from day one in san francisco so it's certainly his um completely within his idiom and his narrative so yeah i think you'll see a lot more of this it could be trolling i can't wait to see the, <laughs> the tucker clip on this honestly i'm sure well, i'm already taking like, away I, your toys i get political email you know all that I, I run political email campaigns for candidates and you, know, you see all the responses that they get from all the wackadoos and yeah this, this thing comes up all the time like Oh, you're running for office. What do you think about degenderizing our toys and ruining the future of humanity? All right. Well, we got and another thing. And I'm going to ask, have you ever done this? Have you ever done or maybe not for for New Year's Day? But have you ever jumped into a cold ass ocean just like in the winter? I've thought about it. It's something I think I would enjoy, but I haven't done it yet. No. Well, here we go. This is the. the ninth annual. This is only the ninth annual. They've only done this nine years. This particular one, I think. Okay, got it's it. certainly something been going on since since the beginning of time. I'm sure. Or maybe it's been like sanctioned for nine years, and they've there been in, yeah. the community has maybe informally done it for longer than they that. got. A, they got a permit. So they, they, they got a permit so the, the cops, cops didn't <laughs> cops didn't jump out into the water and whoop that ass. Well, some of these swimsuits, I don't know. That's kind of a crime. Anyway, go ahead. And hundreds of swimmers also welcomed in the new year at the annual Polar Plunge. This was the event's ninth year, bringing crowds ready to wash away the last year and get refreshed for the next one. The plungers out there today say those chilly ocean waters did not get in the way of the new year's excitement. It was awesome! 
It was awesome. <laughs> Amazing. First we loved it. First time doing it, yeah. Would you do it again? Yes! Every year! Really cold, but not, uh, not prohibitive. Not, it's like Tahoe cold. Yeah, it's cold, but it's not crazy. <laughs> Like well, many of the swimmers also say the polar plunge has become a much anticipated tradition for their families. That's cool. That's Good on cool. them. That's fun. We should do it sometime. Oh hell no. We can we can have we can do an Alviso. Hell no. The Alviso no. Oh, Alviso definitely not an Alviso. Off the the yacht club. Oh hell no. I am afraid oh, to like in the summer. I don't like going in the ocean in Santa Cruz. I Ew. like I like warm water like San Diego or Hawaii, yeah. Mexico. Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Like that lukewarm kind of feels like someone peed in it. Oh, not yeah. I don't know. I wouldn't describe it that way. But you go right ahead and do that if, if you must. I will. I will. Um. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. Um. It's not that it's not that it's bad. It's just that I'm um I'm a coward is the the thing we're looking for here. <laughs> the word we are searching for. I was I was uh, at first search for another word, but I was like, ah, maybe that's not the that's not the word to use. I'll use the word coward. I actually run cold, so this would it would be right in line with my blood type, frankly. So I think I'd enjoy it. Um it would be you know, more my kind of thing. It's the hot like hot yoga saunas. These things have never really appealed to me. Steam baths just too hot like i feel like i'm gonna be sweating while i'm getting clean that doesn't make any sense so i like cold air and warm water that's interesting okay like cold air blowing on you while you're in warm water no no um but in the summer like not this pat not this past summer but the summer before oh, just i absolutely like because that house got so hot i absolutely just jumped in the shower when the water immediately came on like you gotta cool off somehow yeah no i i uh I'm I'm definitely a fan of cool everything, <laughs> uh, except for coffee. I really like coffee hot, which is why. I drink it. Well, yes, uh, not hot enough to burn yourself, but. Well, I almost did earlier, so I had to be careful. I forget that when you pour it into one of these things and you steal it, it maintains the heat. So if, if your shit was boiling when you put it in there, it's going to be boiling in a couple minutes. So, watch out, kids. Well, how do you feel about reading out the first down ballot and the first podcast on Echoplex Media of the year? The biggest year of our lives 2024 i have no problem with that at all um and i thank you sir producer dave for uh running the dials as always uh tonight for us please listener viewer stay tuned for the uh public comment coming up next and uh please tune in every week at uh, 7 30 p.m pacific time on tuesdays except when we're not there like the last two weeks uh, for Down Ballot Live and obviously down, download it from your podcatcher of choice and listen to it later and make us more than the ninth best local news podcast in California. I advise you all to get vaccinated. I advise you all to wear a mask in public places. If you want to wear pants, that's entirely up to you. This is Audible Smoke. I hope you have a great week. Peace out. <laughs> Nice for the ladies at the bar And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are 
Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet It's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink I look at all my friends, they're all blazing greens Here at the front of the stage waiting for FTV Where are those guys who's standing next to me With a pipe in his hand ready to blaze for me About five minutes later we're all singing We now get the fuck up on stage and rock the scene we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. Enjoy that band. I turn and head back to the bar for a refill, man, because you know where we are. We're headed out to the car to smoke another one and another one. Just when the magic starts kicking in I hear we left playing and you know it's time to head in Alright everybody now it's time to grab a new drink Spark it if you got it and then pass it to me yeah. We do what we want And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band We do what we want What we wanna do And what we want is to jam So sit back and Another joint now, who's got my lighter? Stoner E, of course, shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the US economy. The truth is, is that I don't think logically. Stoner E, take you on a psychedelic odyssey. Now, inside, motherfuckers is rocking me. And outside, shit, we smoke a lot of rockin' Rocky the Rolly, you're the sexy girl, be jockin' me. Ain't too drunk to fuck, but don't probably do a sloppin'. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band. We do what we want, what we wanna do, and what we want is to jam, so sit back and enjoy the band.